of inquiries and encouragements. In recent days, we've heard quite a lot about inquiries, inquiries about abuse of women, about police behaviour, and of course, about the government's handling of the pandemic. All these reviews seem to take a long time to set up and convene, and finally to reach their conclusions, and in the process produce multi-hundred page reports that essentially apportion blame for what has gone wrong. And all too often it seems sensible recommendations are not rapidly put into practice. For example, the initial summary of the handling of the pandemic suggested that our government messed up badly over the initial lockdown, but did well with the initial vaccination rollout. Two things that everybody already knew without any need for an inquiry. Meanwhile, there's inevitable scepticism about any meaningful follow-up. So all this got me thinking about whether God conducts inquiries into our lives and behaviour. And that in turn led me to Hebrews chapter 11. I wonder, does that surprise you? The chapter is more usually labelled as a record of the Old Testament heroes of faith and not as an inquiry into the errors they made. So let's look at some examples. First off, Noah. In Genesis 7 verse 9, Noah is called a righteous man who walked with God. Then we read on and discover that God saved him and his family from the flood. But after that, perhaps so happy to be released from his year-long lockdown in the ark, he over-celebrated, got drunk, an event that didn't have a happy outcome. And yet, in Hebrews 11 verse 7, Noah is still called a man of holy fear and faith. Let's move on to Abraham. He was the father of the Jewish nation and the father of faith. Paul in Romans 4 verses 18 to 22 states that Abraham did not weaken or waver in his faith. But if we turn back to Genesis chapter 6, we will find that actually he did. And instead of trusting patiently for God to give him a son by his ageing wife Sarah, Abraham took matters into his own hands and slept with Hagar, Sarah's maidservant. And even today, the unpleasant repercussions of the subsequent birth of Ishmael remain with us. And yet, in Hebrews 11, verses 8 to 12, Abraham is still commended for his faith and obedience. Next, next person to look at is Jacob, a slippery character, who cheated his brother out of his birthright and then lied to his father. And yet his name too appears in Hebrews 11, verse 21. Moving on over the years, we get to Moses, the great giver of the law, the man chosen by God to lead the Jews out of slavery in Egypt and back to their promised homeland. But read Exodus chapters 2 to 4 and you will see that he made anything but a promising start. He committed murder, albeit while trying to defend a fellow Israelite, and then came up with at least five reasons why he should not do what God was asking him to do. But as we read on, we see that he definitely made good. 
And in Exodus 33, 11, it says that he even spoke face to face with God. However, he then spoiled his record with one final blip that precluded his entering the promised land. And yet he also appears in the list in Hebrews 11. Next, we read about Rahab. Now, who would have thought that she would make the list? The prostitute of Jericho. But amazingly, in Hebrews 11.31, she is noted for both her faith and obedience, just as Abraham was. Next comes David. Well, you'd expect him to be there, wouldn't you? Although Hebrews 11.32 awards him no specific commendation. His victory over the giant Goliath is well known and many of us have enjoyed reflecting on his psalms. But we also know from 2 Samuel 11 and 12 that he committed adultery with Bathsheba and then arranged for her husband to be killed in battle. And yet he's there in the list. And perhaps even more significantly, or surprisingly, Luke in Acts 13.22 records that God said, David was a man after his own heart. And then what about the New Testament heroes? Of course, they're not there in Hebrews 11, but we know all of them. Peter, the bigger-than-life, over-enthusiastic, foot-putter-in-mouth disciple, who on the night when Jesus was betrayed, suddenly got scared and denied his Lord, not just once, but three times. Of course, after Pentecost, we find him boldly preaching and baptising, and today, no one would ever think of missing his name off the list. Then how about Thomas? Yes, doubting Thomas. Alternatively, perhaps a man honest enough to admit his doubts, and then equally willing to confess to Jesus, my Lord and my God. Tradition has it that he became the first missionary to India, and died there as a martyr. Undoubtedly, his name is also on the list. Paul. Finally, Paul. Paul, the Saul who watched, perhaps even egged on, those who were stoning Stephen, the first Christian martyr. The Saul whose very name struck terror into the hearts of the early Christians. The Saul who became Paul, the missionary to the Gentiles. The Apostle Paul who could say at the end of his life, I have fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith, because he knew that that was God's final assessment of his life. Now, when I look back on my own life, however, I admit that I'm tempted to conduct an inquiry. Yes, I obeyed and went to Nepal when he called me, and yes, I helped a lot of patients and taught a lot of students, but I know all too well that that's not the whole picture, as it doesn't include all the many, many times I failed, messed up, or to put it more bluntly, disobeyed God. I suspect that a comprehensive inquiry report on my life would most likely be a very discouraging document. That is therefore why I'm so happy to have discovered Hebrews 11. None of those heroes was perfect. You see, although he is a champion of justice, God also deals in mercy. And in God's universe, mercy trumps justice every time. So have you got the message? God doesn't convene inquiries. He hands out encouragements.
And if you're still not too sure, then go back and read Hebrews 11 once again.